You're listening to the Spirit Hunters, a member of the HyperX Podcast Network. Find out about our pod brethren and how to join our now public and free Discord group and support the show at hyperpodcast.hyperx.com and patreon.com slash spirithunterpod. What's that? Majestically cresting the horizon as it makes its way into port. Why, it's the brand new HyperX Armada monitors, mounts, and arms. Both the HyperX Armada 25 and 27 gaming monitors come bundled with a sturdy HyperX Armada mount and arm. If you need every split second of advantage when gaming, the full HD Armada 25 and its 240Hz refresh rate are for you. If you like to soak in the graphical majesty of your gaming, you'll be eyeing the Quad HD Armada 27 with an 165Hz refresh rate. Set sail for HyperX.com or Amazon.com to start making your display armada. Episode 21 of the Spirit Hunters. This is Joe. This is Patrick. Hannah. Sarah. And Megan. Last time we talked chess, Chaturanga, and Aquafina as the stage is set for Complex Recon. Today we sneak into NGA. Mm, Escort Toe, actually, as informed by I our. I like guests. how you almost made that mistake twice. <laughs> Anyways, uh, and we see Nav test his will to give his life, not for honor, but for you. You better get ready. And today we're joined by. Today we're joined by a returning guest, Remy of Say the X. What's good, man? Uh, I I did like correcting you in in the previous in the previous thing in the previous recording. We our recording went down, uh, so that was fun. Um, other than that, uh, uh, Say the X is still going strong right now. We're watching Trigun, and that's good. Uh, that's dang. I need to rewatch that one. That's it, it's okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> And uh, I don't know, work and 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 the home are 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 coming along. Uh, so yeah, things are things are pretty good. Got a PS Five. Nice. That was nice. Sorry, sorry to hear that. Wow. <laughs> I'm, just, okay. I'm sorry we can't. I'm sorry we can't all fill our house with with, with arcade machines, machines for single for single games. Damn. Listen, I'm I'm not saying that I like my waifu simulators. But I really like my waifu rhythm game simulators that print cards of waifus that may or may not be like 12 of them on my desk right now. But yeah. Anyways, hey, unrelated, do you like Steely Dan? I, I know this is I weird. Don't. Oh, I don't. sorry to hear. <laughs> anyways, uh, I don't know why I brought that up. But anyways, uh, yeah, welcome to the show. Hopefully you have a good time. Thank you. I'm feeling, I'm feeling sort of a aggressive, aggressive mode on here. Um, but, uh, but yeah, nice to be here. I was gonna say I've been listening to the show recently, and I, I listened to it like you know before when you guys were still covering Hunter. But I've been enjoying the the Trigun coverage, even though I seem to maybe enjoy Trigun more than everyone on the show has been recently. But it is really cool seeing uh, the two who hadn't seen it before, kind of, well, or had seen snippets of it previously, uh, kind of guess at what's coming up because uh, I think their intuition uh, for storytelling is amazing, and it's really cool seeing it play out here. Yeah, it's it. John especially is is bonkers at getting at, at getting story beats right. Like, I think he had the king pegged in Chimera Ant arc maybe 
four episodes into that into his appearance <laughs> like uh it was it was it was a little distressing honestly because he made up his mind <laughs> like <laughs> like 30 episodes before it ended it's definitely a really interesting dynamic because then you see remy like have to like not spoil things you know that like people have correctly guessed like well that john has correctly guessed incredibly far ahead of time and you're just like ah how is he gonna do this and so it's kind of a roller coaster carefully yeah. well I, I i'm always just like i will neither confirm or deny <laughs> this is uh in you know stark contrast to me who's just like i don't know fuck it spoilers anyways <laughs> just but, let uh, it yeah yeah let's speaking move of, on yeah i was gonna say speaking <laughs> of plot uh sarah if you want to take it away yeah, so today we are covering episode 105, Resolve and Awakening, or in Japanese, Kakugo to Kakuse, Kakusai. And it was originally released in Japan on November 20th, 2013. The equivalent manga chapters are 248 through 250, which were originally released in Japan on July 25th, 2005. Alrighty, so we will go into the synopsis. This is going to be a new thing that we're going to be doing. We're going to have a double synopsis from two different people to get their perspectives on. And I think it's a really interesting <laughs> idea. And so they're very I, short synopses. What are you talking about? It's like half of the shit. No. But uh, anyways, uh, so I'll start mine. So the king and Kamugi, hopefully I said that right. If I didn't, sorry. Uh, play a game of high stakes Goongi to the point Meruem pulls a Kyle to the 100th degree. As in getting so salty, he punches the wall, he kind of pulls something out of his socket. Sorry, that sounded weird when I said pull out. He pulled out. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Wait, sorry. he pulled out a what? He <laughs> something. He, pu- he pulled something. Something. He out. pulled something. Oh, okay. He didn't pull out. He, no. Not that. Not that. Continue. <laughs> Patrick, continue. Uh, so, uh, Knav and Morel meet meet back up where while being spied on by resident furry Bara Leo. I think that's it. Leo. Leo was that Leo. 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 Uh, man, these names are hard as hell to pronounce. And then Knav then goes off to Metal Gear Solid into the biggest furry convention in all of the Hunter Hunter world. While Knav infiltrates via snake, Palm infiltrates via catfish. So yeah, what about uh, your synopsis, Hannah? What's how mine's, did you take this? I mine's a little more literal, but I think I got some stuff um, down that you didn't point out. So, Marimum, um is really pissed that this idiot, his words not mine, <laughs> Kamugi is beating him at Gunki. So he decides to raise the stakes, and he's like, whoever loses loses their left arm. So that's what he rips out, and uh, he rips his own out because. He and um, Kamugi basically kind of have this weird heart-to-heart um, almost where she's like, yeah, if I lose Gungi, then my family doesn't get food. And basically, Gungi players, when they lose, they feel like dying. Feel free to like touch on that, you guys, later. But... Uh, I-, I was going to say that if you lose the game, you lose your life. Yes. Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> I-, I was going to say, so this kind of uh, builds on this argument that Merom has that he first thinks to himself where basically he puts forward that the things that disturb rational thought are fear Mm -hmm. and desire 
and he decides to test Komugi's uh, fear and desire by one trying to intimidate her and then trying to entice her. In both cases, he's surprised by what he finds. Uh, in the case of in like trying to suggest like, oh, you know, I'm going to take your arm if you lose. She, you know, mentions like, I'm ready to die anytime, man. Like, this is just the life of a Gungi player. Like, <laughs> only real Gs. <laughs> yeah. Just to preface, guys, we all know that there was no death matches for Gungi. She's just depressed. <laughs> she, yeah. I think she, she does kind of make this point that like, basically, if you ever lose, you kind of lose any esteem and like people stop talking about you. And she kind of... Uh, prior in prior episodes she talked about plays that she had made that had gone out of fashion and been written out of history books after uh they had been proven you know sort of not useful mm -hmm. and uh so i think it's kind of an extension of that where she basically lives in the most dog eat dog world and environment i feel that we shouldn't take komugi at her word uh because she also thinks she's garbage if she doesn't play Gungi. Like it's That's pretty fair. clear. It's pretty clear that she is both incredibly high status in her family and incredibly low status. Yeah. Um, and so you know that pretty much. I, I feel like it's intimated that that she's um, essentially been abused into doing this. Mm -hmm. um, that's fair like her entire worth is centered on Gungi, and that's why she really does like for her it's life or death but like yeah i think i think for other Gungi players they're like you know what i'm gonna go have a coffee after this loss yeah <laughs> yeah it doesn't take uh take l's well but uh honestly from what i got from that is basically either for the album art i'm gonna have photoshop uh photoshop kamugi on rate on b smalls ready to die for head on biggie <laughs> or uh <laughs> Or uh, just Photoshop her on like, like no game, no life, or something. I don't know. Oh I'll God. figure it out. <laughs> that works. Well, so on the on the other point of desire, this one's less surprising that she has no desire because I think the implication is like you know she hasn't really thought about much outside of uh, her family and like the game. So that one's mm -hmm. less surprising. But Meruem, you know, kind of realizes to himself that he's taking the game less seriously than she is. And is kind of uh, shocked by this, and that's why he rips his own arm off. Yeah, that makes sense. Kind of reminds um, me of when uh, when uh, uh, Wamu ripped his, or Wamu let uh, Joseph beat on him because he he did a foolish error in a way. If that makes sense. Is this a JoJo reference? It is, yeah, it is a, JoJo a JoJo reference, JoJo but I think reference. this one is apt, unlike many others that have been made on the show. Yeah, yeah, I mean, this is the idea of like like uh, I'm punishing myself for doing something stupid and or like. Or like making a stupid mistake or making a stupid assumption that sort of give me pain because I fucked up sort of thing, you know? Yeah, and it's always done in front of the mortal enemy. And it's like either it's to show some almost character growth of the villain or it's like a power play almost. So, um, yeah. I, I also felt like maybe it's like the realization because he wasn't taking it as seriously. Um, the idea that, I don't know. The, what I got from the king so far, he seems like a character who does take himself seriously or thinks that way. So to find someone who takes something even more seriously than he does, it's a little more earth-shattering, especially since he seems to link, like look down on her a little bit. But it's like almost like a sign of respect, like, oh, well, I gotta level up or take this more... Um, not be so flippant about it if this little human is doing is taking it more seriously than i am well and he's like i'm sorry i questioned your resolve 
Mm-hmm. You know, he's 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 really Marowim's really just like blown away that that someone that that not only is she beating him at Gungi, but she kind of outmaneuvered him in terms of his strategy. That he's the one who got shaken because he hadn't realized that she could ask for him to kill himself. Yeah, <laughs> that's uh, true. <laughs> and, and and he's just like, oh man, okay, bets off. <laughs> That's off. No bet. <laughs> um, Take backsies. Speaking of which, um, Shia LaPoove got really pissed about that, but then Miramum like slapped him. <laughs> it was like, shut the fuck up. So uh, I just wait, wanted to. Did, did you say Shia LaPoof? No, yeah, I'm Shia LaPoof. That's what I heard too. Shia LaPoof. <laughs> Isn't it Shia LaPoof? No, it's Shia Poof. Shia Poof. Sorry. Uh, we sh- and the now name now name for him is Shia LaPoof. That is yeah. now official. Yeah. I mean, I guess that whole "Don't worry, darling" thing is still kind of hot in the presses. So, yeah, we can put in our SEO keyword thing. So. <laughs> yeah, wait, what, why what, not? Wait, what? Uh, we'll um, talk about it later. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of drama. Oh um, God! In Hollywood. Ooh. Yeah. So Ooh, spicy. Um. Next, we cut to. Morel and Nov and their they found their golden opportunity to infiltrate the palace since um the Morel's like clones disappear and whatnot and only the royal guards are like honestly at the palace. Um and then they split up with Nov portaling himself or using his portals to go to the palace, and then Morel is confronted by Leol and like the two other Chimera ants who I don't remember. Um, but yeah, so No feels confident that he can like set up all the portals, exits, entry, exit points, whatever, um, for the infiltration. And then, um, apparently in the palace, there are only three humans there one being Kamugi, another one being the, the king, the emperor guy, or yeah, Diego slash Minjol Ick. Yeah, and then finally we got Biza, whatever. Mm-hmm. All I know, he's super gross. That's all you know. <laughs> he's gross. anyway, and he's nasty. the he's the um he's the one who orders the women, right? Yeah, yeah, the director That's how Paul dude. Gets in. Okay, yeah, he so, did that tongue slapping thing. It's like, ugh. Oh gosh. Anyway, he decides he's he's like looking through a catalog of women, which is terrible that the fact that i even say that aloud oh my but, god is it the binders full of women that mitt romney was talking about i was thinking more the uh do you remember that one thing where it's like the the furniture they thought the furniture store all the things were like it was like a um, oh that's like child the trafficking, trafficking. yeah yeah oh jesus oh where, my like god. wayfair or like people yeah the wayfair like, the oh, wayfair I thing about this the wayfair yeah thing. okay yeah. yeah no let's stop <laughs> no um with this it is trafficking though so, <laughs> still um, trafficking. oh okay that's fair because that's, that's that. this is actually trafficking and palm um she's in disguise and basically he she's gonna play as a trafficked woman for business harm or whatever so that's how the episode ends nice yeah that was a that one was a bit creepy i thought uh I, I like I forgot that was in there until like I don't know I watched it multiple times but I forget that part's in there until it comes up each and every time I don't know if maybe it's just me but maybe I like just try to forget about it because it's so creepy. I mean, it's a good like it's it's obviously like the villain. 
so like i guess it at least it's not something that it's like they're trying to say this is fine it's like this is a bad guy hear how bad he is he's like ordering women for his own whatever um i remember focusing on the fact is there an inside is there an inside um like village they set up yeah i was gonna bring this up it's like a little suburb that he's constructed in a warehouse under the palace, yeah. which is like really weird on like a number of levels. Any y'all watch uh, Better Call Saul by any chance? Mm-hmm. I do not. No. Oh, they did the similar thing, and I was thinking the entire thing. Wait, is this the Chimera Ant thing? I won't spoil what happens, but they have a section where they're building something, and like they have an underground sort of area. I'm like, wait, is Chimera Ant arc in this or something like that? Or I don't know. I thought it was funny. <laughs> um. Wait, but Joe, what were you saying about the, um... It looks like a weird, like, condo. Like, basically, like, what if you created a condo in a warehouse under a palace? Yeah, like a bat, like a lot tour. Like, Universal Studios, but, like, exactly, the back human lot. trafficking. Oh, and like, you could live in the house, I guess, with, like, I'm assuming working. Pl- it's, like, it's weird that, like, this was, like, the... <laughs> That's what yeah, they drew on, out is like, yeah, on, here, here, how would they live? Oh, fake houses inside a warehouse. That's what it would be. It wouldn't just be like a hotel room. <laughs> yeah, honestly, I don't know. This might sound weird, but for some reason, just the idea of like a, in, a underground house thing in like a bunker and a house inside a house, it's kind of comforting for some reason to me. What is that one movie? Is that the Bread and Fraser movie where they like live in a bunker? Is that Biodome? No. No. No, No, it's Blast from the Past. Blast from the Past. Thank you, Where he, like, lives in the 50s under his house and they never leave. I've um, never heard of this movie, actually. Oh, my God. It's It's got Christopher Walken is, like, like his dad and is very, uh, very much, like, the subgenius dad. You know, he smokes the pipe. He's got the, the, he's always wearing a crisp white dress dress shirt with a tie uh it's it's really strange it's good alicia silverstone is the is the female lead with brendan fraser yeah yeah so. it's, it's it's really cute it's yeah. it's a lot I, I recommended recommended fillions in it like like watch it on a lazy sunday yeah. afternoon that's yeah. that's sort of the perfect time i prefer going to the louvre on, on a sunday afternoon I have a futon that I have to make out of like a bunch of individual planks. So I guess I know what I'll be watching while I'm doing that incredibly long <laughs> task. That's essentially the perfect movie for it. Cause it's like, yeah. turn your brain off cute. Kind of like a non, um, like there's no message to it. There's no like fake Hollywood message behind it. It's just, it's just a cute little time travel movie yeah. without the yeah. science. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, it's sort of like Encino man without Polly Shore, but good. <laughs> <laughs> or like the unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt without all the sadness behind yeah. getting abducted in a cellar by John Hamm. Or um, like, uh, or like, or like, um, oh, what's that called? The one with like with John Goodman that was based on that that, oh, that monster movie, Ten Clover Lane, yeah. Cloverfield yeah, like, Lane. It's like Ten Cloverfield Lane except without the crazy. I don't know. Ten Ten Cloverfield Lane is a really good movie. I know. Like, I meant the craziness of John Goodman, not the craziness of the film. Is it I a do good really movie? like Tinkle. Yeah, yeah I, I love Tinkle. Yeah, it's good. It's really good. Highly recommended. Don't I watch anything after that was... or before that. Uh-huh. Just start Tinkle Field Lane and pretend it ends at that. Don't well, any, everything else forget. I watched Cloverfield when I was like twelve, and I I think I threw up. It was pretty garbage. Movie. Wait, I was, was it because of how much like motion there was? Because yeah. I remember that being an incredibly jittery movie. It was. I, I liked it. I thought it was yeah. fun. But... I liked it, but it was definitely very close up. It's like hardcore Henry, but like. 
<laughs> you guys remember um, that movie? Yes. What? I need yeah. to watch that but one again. Some things I wanted to bring up from this episode mm-hmm. that I uh, thought were interesting. Uh, we kind of like wallpapered over the part where, you know, we, we talked a little bit about it where Pito is like basically like, well, if you won't let me, uh, uh, no, we're poof basically says if you won't let pito come in and heal you well then just kill me and how basically uh komugi stops that by like just saying like you know like don't do that like we got to play gungi and then you know he threatens to kill her and then she's just like no if you're gonna kill me kill me in gungi and i was just thinking like man this feels like i don't know how i haven't seen a tiktok of people basically reenacting this <laughs> it probably exists. Yeah, and and I love how flippant the king is. He's like, "Okay, you don't uh, uh, come on over here. I'm gonna kill you. <laughs> I'll just remove your head. It's it's cool. Don't worry. Yeah, it, it, you'll survive. You won't feel a thing. <laughs> oh, a less serious detail, but I do like how in the anime version, uh, like Nov, when he's disguising himself, like does a Sailor Moon transformation where he like he spins does. around and covers himself in like bushes, basically. <laughs> yeah, that has to reference. be a reference. Yeah. It has to be. Or at least like the animators, like I don't think Tagashi knew that was going to be part of it, but like. <laughs> it's really? definitely not in the manga. Yeah. <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> Like, he, he does have that outfit in the manga, but they never show... Like, they show him, like, pull up one branch, and then he's just wearing a bush after that. Yeah. Yeah, I did really like it, though. It definitely gave me uh, Metal Gear Solid vibes. Really? I, I hadn't picked that up. Uh, well, I mean, just the sneaking part. <laughs> oh, you're being you're being ironic. I am being sarcastic, yes. Wow. Thanks, um, you're being hyperbole right now. Okay. Oh, my All God. Right. Uh, but... So for other manga differences, um, there was one thing that I thought was really interesting. When they showed Diego slash Minjol Ick in the anime, he just looked normal. But in the manga, he clearly looks like he has brain damage. Like, he looks like he's been lobotomized or something. You mean brain Wait, brain I thought he is a puppet. So he is a puppet. Oh, wait, but is in that the... a spoiler? Shoot. No, no. no they, they've shown him be a there... puppet before. Okay, but, yeah. like, he's displayed as, like, having, like, a completely vacant stare in his eyes in the manga. While in the anime, he's just kind of normal. Don't they weaken at Bernie's in the anime? <laughs> yeah, where they just put glasses on him? Yeah, yeah I think that's the secret. <laughs> Is that the new thumbnail, Weekend at... Oh, man, we should have done that before. Damn. <sighs> yeah, in retrospect, we really should have done Weekend at Minjol X. Dang it. <laughs> um, Next time. Yeah, there's also, like, a scene that I, I I feel I didn't see in the manga, but it's not, like, a big difference. There was just, like, a scene of Nav slipping in blood uh, in the anime that I don't remember seeing in the manga, but if it was there... It might it might have been there and just be a single panel, but I don't remember. Yeah, probably like he just stepped in it real quick and just took off his shoes. Yeah, he was like, "God damn, my kicks!" And then he ran off. It's like this is hella cap and just ran. <laughs> what the fuck? Um, that's not a real <laughs> sentence. Have uh, <laughs> to get off TikTok now. <laughs> no, yeah, I, I, I no feel, TikTok I feel is busting. I had no idea what that sentence just meant. <laughs> He's also using it wrong, but anyways. Busting for real, it's, for real. It's hella Capstock X, bro. No ca- yeah. <laughs> I caught that. Anyways, uh, you know, this is something that we kind of do on every episode. Um, do you guys want to rate those deaths? What? Uh, what? Sure. There's the ant that Nov decapitated using his powers. That was pretty that, sick. Oh, that, yeah. That was like a Mortal Kombat fatality right there. Yeah. No, I, I, I'm... And such a cool use of the power, you know, like a pretty classic teleporter thing about, you know, using 
what did I just see that had that? Portals? It, well, there's there, there's a thing where a portal closes. Eh, it doesn't matter. But yeah. but like that's a classic teleporter thing where I mean it happens in Thor Ragnarok mm. with the with the dragon. Right. What about oh. Stargate? Does that happen in Stargate? I, I honestly yeah, don't they, remember. They how ripped those... off a they ripped off a replicator's arm when they were going through a portal. So it's been so long since I've seen either yeah, the movie right. or the show. I love SG one. But, but yeah, anyways. no, I agree uh, with Remy. Like, so I'm gonna give this a six out of ten because, like, we also rated both on, uh, like, the death itself and plot significance. Like, I, this is really cool, but it's like not plot significant, like at all. Are you ki- uh, okay? I'm gonna disagree with that. Okay, that it is, it is plot significant. It, it actually comes up, is. It yeah, comes right. up later. It does. Oh, is this like a Chekhov's gun sort of thing? Yeah, exactly. it totally is. Oh, yeah. I love that. And, and it sort of sets off a really interesting set of of thing of of events that sort of take it. It's like a classic Togashi head fake. Oh, you're mm. right. I didn't think. Yes. Okay. So just for some background information, Remy has not only seen the show many more times than me but was also into it like while it was coming out what what is your ranking now joe that you have seen the ways and you have been proven wrong oh i mean it happens man like when i talk with remy i get proved wrong pretty often <laughs> i know no i mean i just smell like your ranking now that you, we have been proven that it is plot significant bump it up to a seven out of ten because like i i do just like, one and point come on joe you can't give us an no, eight. no 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 okay so I'm i'm actually gonna stay with six I think that the well, I think the actual kill is a three because it's a faceless mm. nobody. Like okay. it's a cool kill, but but that that character we've never seen before, and he just like wanders out and then is dead, um, and so it has no like emotional resonance. Yeah, and then I would say the plot stuff knocks it up another three. I'd agree that with that. Be- I think I like was too reactive in my bumping it up. Um, I accidentally got the right number the first time. So, <laughs> all, all right. Uh, okay. Um, I guess 8 out of 10 because I thought it was cool as shit. I thought it was plot significant. And it was a lot of fun. And I thought there was... My thing is, where'd the head go? I imagine like it's just like it's just like he checks her own and like he forgets about it. It's like, oh, I forgot to grab that head. And it's just like a skeletal bug-looking head sitting in the room. I was like... Oh, I probably should take care of that. I forgot. I feel he goes okay. through the 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 like muse uh, the uh, mansion like pretty regularly. So like, I wouldn't be surprised if he's like, oh shit, like just like an hour later. But can things decay in the mansion? Like, it looks like it's completely clean. Like there are no bl- there there are no like like flies or or anything to break it down. So if he forgets about it, he's going to like walk into it. He's going to be like, Oh my God, what's that smell? Yeah. Cause like, cause like, yeah. Cause like the bacteria is still there on probably on the bodies and the decaying. So it probably, they just wouldn't be flies. Just be like disgusting smell thing. Yeah. I wonder if it has like some sort of like capability where he has like one portal. That's effectively like the cloaca portal and just like eject stuff over time. Why did you say that? Why, why cloaca? What's a cloaca? <laughs> we, you look Megan, it up later. We thoroughly, <laughs> we thoroughly discussed the cloaca on an episode of you Hawk show. Bird, uh, isn't what? it like bird vagina or something? It's like bird every hole. Yeah. Bird oh, every all hole, the holes yeah. are cloaca, but not all cloacas are holes. Exactly. Not just birds. 
oh, yeah. reptiles also. One right. opens oh, while the other one closes for different purposes. I don't know. You can't shit and pee at no, the same no, time. No, no, was saying that for the, for the sake of like uh, his his portals right. oh. in the yeah. Oh, oh. <laughs> I think okay. that's right. I don't know. I don't. <laughs> I mean, we're we're guessing on that one. Well, <laughs> anyways, yeah. it's like a Chinese yeah. finger trap. Yeah, but it's also it's also where the eggs it's also where the eggs come out and the sperm goes in. Uh, uh, uh wait, it's where the eggs go out and the, well, yeah, that makes sense. Wait, isn't yeah. that just a uterus? Yeah, but it's also a butt and uh, oh, and a, a butt. A, a, it's a unihole. Yeah, yeah, it's yes, the it, uno-hole. it is a unihole. That is the episode title. How is that and not a constant like UTI? Anyways, I gave it an eight out of ten. <laughs> I thought the depth was really good. And I thought the murder was great, so I thought there was a lot of fun in the portal thing. So yeah, um, what about uh, uh, I guess was anyone else? Yeah, uh, I'll give it probably a for me because it just it kind of flew by. I didn't. It thought it was cool, but I kind of forgot about it. I'll give it a five. Um, I do love a good portal death. It's actually one of the reasons why I would never want teleportation as a power, especially with portals, because you never know what could happen. <laughs> Occupational hazard. Um, Just break your yeah. legs by mistake. Yeah, you never know. What if you like you? What if you accidentally like miscalculate, or you forget like your. I don't know. You, you just extend your toe a little too far out and you're missing a toe. You know, that's totally fair though. Cause like if you like the, you have to calculate for the earth's rotational, you know what I mean? If you, if you uh, teleport like four inches too tall, you're, you'll trip. You'll hurt. I think there's a plot no, to a plot to rail gun. There's way worse things that can happen. No, four inches is the max, man. Four inches. Uh, that's as big as they come. Journey to the center of the earth. That'd be a thing. That's also a Brendan Fraser movie. Wait, no, that's Josh. That's Hutcherson. the Rock. Yeah, the Rock's. That's the only. <laughs> that's the only person, guys. That's okay, the only person. But was that everyone's journey. rating? Because if so, let's let's five for me. The same here. So I'm the only one that's cool portal. That's I see how it is. Speaking of ratings, class is back in session, and HyperX what? has the grade A gear you need for dorm life, remote <laughs> classes, and for school uh, schooling folks online. Shop the HyperX back-to-school deals going on at HyperX.com to help make the return to student life a breeze. Comfortable cloud headsets can help keep you focused in as you cram for finals with some lo-fi beats and stay productive with lightweight pulse fire mice, responsive alloy keyboards, and more. Keep your GPA and your KDA higher with HyperX products and accessories. Wait, uh, wait, did you write that last line or did they no. write that last line? I wrote that. I'm just joking. I didn't okay. write that at all. <laughs> I actually found it on a series of tablets that I found outside. Uh, um, but uh, speaking of, of yeah, speaking of gifts from from you know other people, uh, before we move on, uh, we'd like to thank some of our patrons and give them a big shout out. Uh, you help make this show possible, not only possible but probable? Question mark. I wrote this in a hurry. Uh, this I'm was also written by, by the HyperX co- Network. Thank you guys this, for. No, this one was written by me. <laughs> No, I'm From pretty Joe's sure they wrote heart, that verse. Deep, deep down. <laughs> okay, I'm going to use everyone's first name because uh, I, I do not, uh, I've not gotten approval to use uh, their full email address, you know. We're doing the full, we're doing the full, uh, full, full, uh, like, street address though, right? We're still yeah, doing that? Yeah, yeah. yeah we're going to okay, dox fair. them real quick. Hold on. All right, let's go. All right, one, two, three, five, no. Okay, so we got Mia, Arthur, Ooh, Valtteri, Aha. Mickey. Oh! <laughs> 
Wow. I see now. Wow. Thanks, Mickey. We really appreciate your support. We love and appreciate everything you do for us. Thank you very much. I'm sorry that you've probably gotten that since you were a child. I'm so sorry. Anyways, yeah, don't uh, worry. It's it, don't worry. When Megan bullies you, it is a sign of endearment. When she I bullies you. you and makes fun of you, mm-hmm. <laughs> Alexander, yeah. Lucas, and Yay. Hanaro. Woo-hoo. Wait, what are these names? Uh, I think I know. <laughs> you do not. <laughs> <laughs> you do not. <laughs> I don't know anybody. <laughs> I don't know which one it could be. <laughs> Anyways, now word from our other compatriots and benefactors. <laughs> SequelCast 2 and Friends looks at movies and video games and franchises one movie and game at a time. Hosted by Matt Bradley Shurgi, Thrasher, and Alex Miller, been going since 2009, and we're part of the HyperX Podcast Network. When it hasn't been your day, your week, your month, or even your year, we'll be there for you. I'm Ryan, the line is always a dot to me. And I'm Mark, how are you doing? And we are a podcast of two friends watching Friends. Reliving every episode of the TV show Friends in all its glory, delving behind the scenes and discussing all our favourite moments. Join us as we get reacquainted with some old friends and hopefully make some new ones only on the HyperX Podcast Network. Uh, welcome back, everybody, to this podcast. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. Welcome back to the podcast, welcome back everybody. Here. To hear, I don't know. Have we ever said that before? Um, well, we'll go into episode. Now we do. Well, now we do. Congrat! Welcome everybody. Uh, welcome to one hundred and six, episode one hundred and six. Um, we'll cover Nov and Morel. In Japanese, it's uh, Novuto Morel. His name is Morel, huh? Interesting. Yeah, Morale. that's interesting. Morel. Mm. Yeah, huh? It's like a cat. I, know, I wonder if that's how yeah. the mushrooms are translated, but I'm transliterated. Oh, but I'm not going to look that up now. That makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> We'd spend 45 minutes translating mushrooms in Japanese. Let's do it. Um, so it was originally released in Japan on November 27th, 2013. Good year. Um, good year. Uh, how old were we all in 2013? Uh, we don't need to do one. this. <laughs> I wasn't. Actually, I did know you guys at this point in time, I think. Or Didn't know me. You. I would have yeah. met you guys in 2013 or 2014. Uh, yeah. 35. You're 35. Wait, Remy, you look actually very young. If you're 35 and 20, that's math. Nine years ago. That was. You look good. You look great. Um, Thank you. Not that youth means good. It just means you don't look 35. I, 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 I mean, no, you don't look I, 48. Wait. Four. Four. What the fuck, Megan? <laughs> Megan, please. <laughs> you don't look like Megan. you're on the doorstep of death. <laughs> right. See, that. Oh <laughs> Remy edition. Okay. Um, hold on. The equivalent are, manga. I'm so are sorry. you doing more math or? <laughs> All right. So in 2005, the manga chapters um, 251, 252, and 253 were all released in Japan in August 29th of 2005. How old were we then, guys? Okay, no, we're good. You can do the calculations based on the previous one if you've been paying attention and took these numbers down. <laughs> I'm 30 this year, so do the maths. M A T H S. I am British now, so that's what we call it in British land. You know what is a really great math function? Sum, as in Patrick. Do the summary. <laughs> Sounds good. Well, wow. uh, queen minus life equals king. Anyways, uh, Nov continues his MGS infiltration mission while the director received his schmeat delivery oh with a side of catfish in Area 
D. There is an anime Bara versus furry Bara fight showdown in the town, so you don't want to miss out on that one. And then later, Nov has a complete mental breakdown, and all we can say is we've been there. Also, Leo just wanted to let everybody know that he's an atheist, so I just wanted to let everybody know, just in case that you know he is an atheist. He doesn't Welcome believe in God. Atheism. Yeah, uh, yeah, our atheism. He pulled that, so he was one of the cool dudes that are like, "God isn't real." So, yeah, that was the. I I think that the opposite thing is true, though. That if him being an atheist is normal, like like is is abnormal, it means that like Morel's like a like a hardcore. <laughs> Like well, I, believer, I mean... <laughs> like like he, he's he's in mass every week. He's he's yo he's... that makes sense. It's uh, the incense or incense. It's the incense. Sen- it's the censor. He, which yeah. has like the incense he gives in off it. major Catholic guilt vibes. Yes, <laughs> he did look like a priest I had in high or middle school who like rode a Harley around and was like an alcoholic. The reason I knew this is because he told everybody when I was in second grade that he did. He carry around a giant ass <laughs> pipe around his shoulder. I think he kind of did. I don't know. He looked. Like oh that, yeah, though. he did look like that. He was probably admitting it, he was probably in the twelve steps. It was like I'm an alcoholic. <laughs> no, it was really sweet that he told. But like we were also like eight and not prepared to be like, what's alcoholism, mom and dad? <laughs> Some oh of us God. didn't know yet at the time. Uh, yeah, but anyway, uh, I, I I thought that was interesting because because Morel is just like, oh, this guy, he's a lot like me. So I guess Morel is an atheist uh, as well. Yeah. I, yeah, it's 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 definitely a thing. I don't know why they gotta. Yeah, uh, but anyways, any of you ever see the show Moral Oral? Y- y- oh, the weird oval guy. Yeah, like it's drawn I... all funky on Adult Swim. No, that uh, that was something else. But yeah, uh, I don't remember it. But it 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 kind of weirded me out. It's a very odd it's like show. Salad finger it vibes. Is. It, right, it was like Sarah? the claymation. But I guess the point is, every time I say Moral, I think of that show. So it's kind of funny we brought religion into it. That's all I wanted to say. Sorry. But anyways, yeah, Hannah, what about your summary? What did you get from the summation of the show? Okay. So um, for me, like what I put down is like, no, if he gets to the palace and he notices all these cocoons in this giant tree um, that contain the humans from the selection, I have a feeling they're not going to become beautiful butterflies. So Some of them might. Some of them might, you know. I don't know. A sinking feeling. I have a sinking feeling. It might be something else. Uh, yeah, um, yeah. I guess they're not your little butterfly. Yeah. <laughs> so um, he manages to like add some portals and like you know kind of go through the, the plan, and he even kills like some more chimera ant soldiers. But then, as he's reaching, I think it's like the west staircase or a giant staircase, he feels this like super evil af aura that basically makes him want to shit his pants like he looks terrified and he gets a, gets the fuck out of in the palace he's like thinking to myself oh my god i can't beat them they're gonna kill me but first they're gonna torture me and then they're gonna like strip all my memories and then they're gonna kill me the worst way possible so really bad and like i kind of put down as well cue mental breakdown because he <laughs> has a major one you know um yeah and then you go to morel and leo they're about to fight but 
Not before, you know, doing some joking around and whatnot. And yeah, they actually seem to kind of get along. And then Leol brings up a rock band for some reason. It's kind of like gives me dad rock vibes in terms of the name title. So, um, oh, the fact that it's called Black Planet. Black it feels Planet. like an enemies to lovers storyline that like. <laughs> Has he mentioned Black Planet? He did. Uh, yeah, he's he's previously mentioned Black Planet, and then he mentioned it in uh, he either mentioned it in today's episode or in the manga version of it. I forget. Yeah, no, I think he mentions it next week. Oops, I think I mis I confused the two. Then. No, he said it in no, this one. He, I know for a second. I think he says it at the end did. of uh, today's episode because oh, then okay. that's why he says the taste thing. Uh, I yeah, missed no worries. It. No worries. Yeah, but yeah. I do like how it's interesting how he they talk about bringing out the dead rock bands and like. Morel's ability is literally called smoke on the water. Yeah. Purple haze. Purple God. haze. Shit, sorry. Purple yeah, haze, nice. which is a Jimi Hendrix song. My bad. Bang. But yeah, I, I, no, I think bang. Joe made that joke. He made a smoke on the water joke, and that's why I thought so. Mm-hmm. But oh, also, there sorry. will be smoke on the water, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> Fire in the sky. Boom, 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 boom. So. Anyways, this is another JoJo fight, is the point <laughs> I'm making. Yeah. So they end up in some abandoned church, and yeah. Like they square off basically. And then we cut to Palm. She's in her disguise and she just got off this truck and they're in like that neighborhood bunker situation that we were talking about earlier. It's very, very weird. Uh, Bizef is basically like, you're free to do whatever you want, but you got to follow all of my rules and do everything I have to say and you can't escape. So, you know, freedom is... Um, not really there, so he's it's definitely subjective. not a fe- he's definitely not a feminist. <laughs> no, nope. quite the opposite. So. What gave that away? Um, <laughs> I don't know. I'm you know just pointing it, out. I would say it's interesting how like they skirt around the overtly like sexual nature of why these women are there. Like, mm-hmm. which I'm glad they they don't need to tell us outright. Like, this is a prostitution ring. Um, mm-hmm. I don't. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't, don't know what it is. Yeah. They're like he's just, they're just there for the company. I guess this is technically a shonen still, so it can't be that dark. But like after the elbow dudes, I don't I don't know what's happening. He comes out in a in, in a terry cloth robe. Oh, he yeah. does. Like, yeah. Like, yeah, he does. Like, yeah, like he's, it is strongly implied yeah. oh, that for sure. that yeah. that his commands are 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 gross in nature. Are gross. <laughs> yeah, are yeah. Gross. There's yeah. also like panovers of like. The tallest woman's body when he's looking at yeah. her. Oh so, yeah, it's like the, the gaze of the camera itself. But but yeah. doesn't it have Zeno's theme over it? That sort of ball. One, I didn't know that was Zeno's theme, but if so, good good call. And yeah. like, I guess do you do you think there's anything thematic there, or do you think it's more just because it has a kind of like weirdly grandfatherly ish tone? I I don't know if it's. Like, I don't know if it's Zeno's theme necessarily. It plays a lot when he shows up, like, as the comic relief character. Mm. Um, because he sort of have, has two modes. He's got the badass mode, but then he's got, like, I'm an old man and I can say what I want mode. Yeah, I can see that. Maybe they do that in order to not lighten the situation, but to kind of... I don't know, make it more, it feels surreal. Like all, all this, like you already have like 
you know, these creatures eating humans, everyone being collected to become cocoon things, and now you have actual human trafficking. It's like, I guess they had to kind of choose one of the terrible things and make it not a comic relief, but not, I don't know. It was, it, it was, it's very, it's very creepy. I think it heightens the creepiness. I, I, I don't think I don't think that music is deployed to make the scene funny. I think it's to show that that BZF is sort of gross and weird. Yeah, I do I do think it's interesting because this kind of establishes a contrast because like this guy is clearly a dirtbag and like is probably responsible for tons of deaths, but being contrasted to like this like alien force in the form of the chimera ants uh is definitely doesn't make him seem good but it just makes him seem like small small potatoes okay so here's my question so there are like three humans how did the the trucks get on the base oh yeah um i wonder if there's puppet humans that oh i guess they just said the puppets are down right now if if the puppets were up i could see them doing that but i like, mean they the look like the, it looked like there's just regular dudes that drove the trucks in well and it's like the contractors it, yeah. yeah. Well, it's it's like the 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 army guy that they're that they're getting information from, the general or whatever. I don't know. I I imagine they just like I mean, he's there. He he he's the one who hits the buzzer and is like I've got your meat. Oh, um yeah. uh but that's the guy that was in the hotel room earlier with Moral. Oh. Oh, I... it's the same guy? Oh, I didn't yeah. even know that. Oh, yeah, I, didn't I guess put that I, together. Yeah. Yeah, I guess I guess it's just like trusted people that drive it, and I imagine it's probably just like some some like contractors that drive it. I mean, do you think it was like they set up that website for Bizoff as like a yeah, debate? That's, totally, that's probably what you mean. So they lo- it's like a long con situation. I didn't even mm. notice that, so that's a really good detail. Yeah, good so are we saying that now. everybody contracted was an agent? Like even the other women? No. Um no, no, no. no. Okay. No, I think it existed yeah. before and I think it's really concerning that all the houses were open and there are no other women around. Mm-hmm. Got it. Yeah. I, I'm wondering if like any of them like have basically thought like where are the people who lived here previously? Well, either that or he's just devoted that entire level and he's just got like ten of these fake neighborhoods. That's true. <laughs> and the thing is that we don't know if he has more women in there. They they don't really show the previous thing that there could be more women that are there before and it seems like he's not new to the site because he had correspondence with them in the past mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so i don't think this is like a oh it's the first time trial thing where it's like oh i just built all this stuff up let's start this up for the first time i think it's like something he regularly does so it wouldn't surprise me if maybe he does a thing where he switches out he swaps out woman or just feeds them to like chimera ants or something fucked up like that so they were able to find out about it through the general guy because he's the one that tells them, who he's the one who tells Palm, he chose you, you're in. Mm, that's yeah. True. Okay. Wow. Yeah. I didn't connect all three of those. So now realizing they're the same person is like it makes a lot more sense now. Yeah, yeah. That, but it still doesn't make sense that he can get in and out of the the compound. I mean, I imagine he had correspondence with the other ones, like, hey. Can I get my my dues and then I'll run this for you so you don't nothing happens or like yeah sure whatever I, I don't think because like they're humans yeah, it's maybe. like they're they don't pose a threat and the thing is that at this point they don't really matter from like meat consumption it's like I I guess but I mean you could I mean I mean there could be a hunter 
in there, you know, using Zets to to just to just hide themselves. Like it seems really dangerous to have these these trucks that actually have secret people in them. I mean, to be fair, they don't take the humans that seriously. You know uh, what I mean? Or do they? Um, like regular humans? I don't think like, they take humans seriously as like in a one-on-one fight, but I do think they are worried about worried about sabotage. And so like I think Remy's right in that like if this is happening, it's happening without the uh Royal Guard's knowledge, in which case like maybe the reception point is connected by via underground tunnel at a range further than Pito's N. So it's not it's not actually that makes a lot more sense. Like it's actually no that's I'm like this is just like a back rationale back rationalization for me. I don't have evidence beyond like what could possibly be. I have spoilers. Wasn't that a thing like later on that he, that Pito's thing couldn't reach that? I know that's spoilers, but it's super minor, so I don't really. Ooh, mind. you might be right, but I don't remember if that's exactly if that's true or not. But if that is the case, yeah. that is interesting. Because yeah, because it's like if you think about it, palms all the way in the bottom there. So I mean, if it was in that end, that what's his name's thing would have got to her already. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. I, I that that makes sense. I'm 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 okay with that. I still, if if that's the case, I don't know why the hunters didn't use that. <laughs> like, yeah, um, for the gecko, yeah. Iraqi for sure. forgot. So what? <laughs> nice. So one thing I wanted to bring up uh, that I think we didn't actually talk about is why Palm is here because like it seems like a tremendous risk for someone who's not as powerful as the others. But uh, is it in this episode where they explain mm-hmm. the nature of her power? They did. They they basically said, yeah. yeah, she needs to be in range of someone and see them like with their her own eyes to be able to activate the ability. Yeah. So she has. Uh, is it clairvoyance where you can see someone at a distance? Uh, I forget, I don't. I believe is so. It scry- it's scrying if you're using like a uh, an apparatus. I think. Yes, yeah, so I think it is just scrying. If someone could get out like a D and D manual, uh, it's definitely guys... scrying in D and D. Yeah. It, oh, is that why I know that? It's it's D and D. Yeah, it might be. Yeah. <laughs> I was okay. actually thinking, speaking of D and D, I'm going to be real for like half a second, but it's related. Nov's room is a bag of holding. I mean, yeah. Oh, yeah. Damn it. Yeah. yeah. It's a bag of holding, but like with an <laughs> infinite point, and like a point wherever he chooses. So there's that. So they're doing this basically in addition to Nav point, like placing exit points, they're putting in like security cameras. So they're basically casing the joint. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. It's just like, so they, cause they said, they said that so that they have, they have an extra chance or line of defense and, and to ensure that their move is like, it's, it's like they can be extra sure about every move they make. Like they can, double check and verify before they do anything they yeah. want no fog of war yeah no that's how explained so uh to kind of get back on the last point because i do have one last thing just to wrap up the episode so basically um palm she she's dead set on trying to escape this bunker so what she does is that um after Biza spends some time with the really tall lady um palm she and she knocks on his door and she offers him uh, something cold to drink and he's like ooh and he tells the other lady to get out and yeah that's kind of like how the episode ends so real quick did you guys watch nick at night as kids 
Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Come on, knock on our door. Come on, knock on our door. <laughs> we'll be waiting for you. you we'll be waiting for you. <laughs> Dude, I fucking hate Three's Company just because of that. I didn't you fucking know watch Three's Company. That just shit just gets caught in my head. But also, can we talk about how the woman, the tall woman, was completely unperturbed to the point where I'm half wondering if his request was not sexual. It was like, I am very short. Can you please dress me, mommy? <laughs> Honestly, can you reach for that? Like, can you reach for that can that's up in the cupboard? <laughs> My Playboy outfit is on the top shelf. I can't get it. I am too whittle. Oh, no. <laughs> Honestly, it would be really hilarious if it's just if, if it's just something mundane. Like, yeah, I just wanted you to like rub my feet and stuff while I put on this robe and watch TV. <laughs> He's like, creepy. I actually creepy. can't read. Could you teach me to read? <laughs> can you teach me to feel? <laughs> teach me to love. <laughs> oh my god, Megan. I did not expect that reference to come out. <laughs> By the way, Leah Michelle can't read. You guys hear? You yeah, guys hear? She, I don't know who Leah Michelle know. is, so I saw that and I'm like, I guess I'm disconnected from the world now. Um, she's from Spring Awakening. <laughs> I'm gonna name like a If you Glee's if you thing. watch Glee, I did. Then you'll know Leah Michelle. Then you are okay. probably wow. not the war, not a Warblers fan here. Did she just like have somebody read her the lines every th- every time or something? No, dog. It's 2022. She uses text to speech. <laughs> she does. I think. I think that's. <laughs> she just like, like, but that that show was like in 2009. Like what that like? Did she like? She's. She, like, uh, She's well. She still has a career, but right now she's Fanny Bryce and Funny Girl. She replaced. Um, this, is, this is. You guys want to know the drama about Broadway? Uh, Broadway. I mean, <laughs> tell me. She uh, so Beanie Feinstein. Um, oh, that's a, a real name. Feinstein. Yeah, it's a real, yeah, she's a she's an actress from Booksmart. If you watch the movie, okay, Booksmart. that sounds like I made up a Jewish woman from ni- the nineteen twenties. Well, she is Jewish. <laughs> she is actually, isn't she Jonah Hill's sister? She is Jonah Hill's yep. sister. Yeah, well, I, oh, oh, that's Beanie. her. Okay. Beanie. Oh, yeah. No, I love book. Yeah. I love book smart. That that movie yeah, actually is really good. Is it fine? Is, I don't think it's fine. See, now that I'm thinking, I'm thinking Barbara Streisand. No, fine. What is her last? Fiddles? No. Did what you want to say on? fiddlesticks? It's <laughs> not right. Yeah, fiddlesticks. It's, it starts with an F. It is for sure. Um, I'm second guessing his last name, but anyway, she was Fanny Bryce, which was a big deal because like. Um, she's a curvier lady she's a great she was she's a really good actress but like not a great singer so like a lot of people didn't like that anyway they end up who was the other person jane jane lynch was a different character yes. in, in funny girl um so this is like summarizing a plot badly um essentially they because of the reviews they essentially ended beanie's contract early like really early and then they replaced her with leah michelle who's basically rachel berry who's like I don't know, really good at singing and acting, but obnoxious. Like, yeah. who can't the worst. read, apparently. Who can't read, yeah. And then she can't read. Um, I keep on thinking you guys are trying to say Sarah Michelle Gellar. <laughs> no, no, Sarah Michelle she, Gellar's she great. She's, Wait, she's, she's un- not problematic. No, I she, just keep on thinking of Leah Michelle Gellar. Leah Michelle Gellar. Oh, okay. I Have keep you thinking seen of Leia Do Remedy. Revenge? And this is mostly for Sarah and Hannah. Because Sarah, Sarah Michelle never yeah. heard of this. Sarah Michelle Geller's in that movie, and it's Ooh. so cute. It's not cute. I don't know. It's Ooh, I, it's on my list. So it's good. It's solid. Yeah. It's a solid okay. teen movie. It's like so a, it's not like a Beanie Feinstein. It's Beanie Feldstein. Feldstein. Beanie Feldstein. Okay. And I, the drama is that not because she was t- she didn't have quite the talent, but also she's mm-hmm. like a nepotism baby yeah reportedly because sure. they're Nepo like, babies it's not, it's not her brother it's her actually her, their parents 
Yeah, because yeah. their parents were like, they funded the play, that's why she got casted. And then yeah. Leah Michelle was the more talented one, but she's notorious to be a terrible person. <laughs> and then the understudy up showed um, Beanie all the time. Yeah, because so. Beanie's, apparently her singing couldn't match. It's Barbara Streisand originated this role, guys. So, like, just for, you know, Joe. Oh, Yentl? Yeah. Yentl? Yent- I don't yeah. fucking know. Yeah. So, um, and Beanie's gr- a good singer, just not that good of a singer, I think. She's a re- she's a much better actress than she is a singer, because I've heard the... But she did good. I think she, like, played the character. It's like, you know the arguments between, um, uh, what's it called? Are they a good Spider-Man or are they a good Peter Parker? It's kind of oh, like yeah. that. It's like, she's a good Fanny Bryce, but she's not that good of a singer, so... I thought, you, I, say, I thought you were going to say, it's it's like, what do you want? Somebody that can't sing or somebody that can't read? Oh, <laughs> it's like, well, it's Desert Islands. Do you want to cut your leg off or your arm off? Well, I mean, she could still act if she can't read. She would yeah. just have to have someone tell her everything first. Someone um, reading the lines. She has it like in her ear the whole time. I'm yeah. just surprised out of all these years of acting, she didn't once think... Maybe I should take some reading lessons so I can read what these lines okay, sh- say. Should she or Floyd Mayweather, like, who <laughs> can read better? Uh, I thought you were going to say them in a fight. I was Honestly, like, well, Joe, Floyd, I know. probably. He could probably read the room better than she yeah. can. Damn. Yeah. Dang. Shade. This is, this is now a new podcast. We've, we've transitioned out of Hunter x Hunter. We're all about celebrity drama. <laughs> uh, hey, Broadway I want to tell you guys that, uh, you know, Illiteracy is uh, a serious issue, and uh, if you know someone who you feel is not getting properly educated as a child, please reach out to them and you know help them. But uh, if they're an adult and they have the resources to do, if they have the resources to fucking do this, and they're not, and they suck, uh, yeah, what the fuck? To go back to the episode, I thought there are a lot of interesting things and parallels with the characters happening here um i think i think no's breakdown was something that really surprised me because he always was just so calm cool and collective i guess it was like a it was it was almost like in a way i was like almost expecting like him to have some sort of um freak out because there's only so long that a calm character can stay calm especially in uh, stories like this it's like it's too he's it's too good to be true but i didn't expect him to um just be so become so uh sad and mentally broken as 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 he did and I thought it was interesting, too, because he brought up Gon and Kilowa. He's like, how can they still fight? And I just wanted to think, it's because they're 12 years old. They don't really conceptualize that yet. They you just- know what? That's fair. Kids sometimes handle trauma a little too well by comparison yeah. to what you think they would. Like, having watching a kid's grandparent die, sometimes they're, like, unfazed. Even though they understand death, but they – I don't know. It's, it's hard to – it's kind of true with kids. So yeah. I think there's a couple things here. One of which is uh, I think for Kula, not a big deal actually. Uh, he's you know had some <laughs> worse stuff throughout his life forever, so not really that. Kula was trauma informed. It's a little different. Yeah, um. exactly. Yeah. Um, he, he went through the whole. He went through the whole therapy. See all the murders. Well, actually, I think the therapy was seeing the murders. Maybe. Yeah, but uh, aside is it from called that, exposure though, therapy. What? It's like exposure therapy. Is that what it's called? 
We just see a bunch of murders. I was going to say, I think there's another aspect to this, that there's actually a supernatural aspect that we forget, which is Nen affects people emotionally if they have their Nen down. Like, so if you do not have Nen, slash if you were under Zetsu, like Nav was, and being exposed to someone's Hatsu, slash Ren, like it will drive you insane. So like basically, mm. or it will like hurt you emotionally, but being exposed to like basically what is the equivalent of a raging inferno, like without any protective gear is enough to like, just like cave someone's mind in. I'm just surprised uh, he wasn't smart enough to put that on when he's approaching that area. I was going to say, uh, yeah, so there's a supernatural aspect to it. So I think what happened here basically is that even though Pito is not using Ren, uh, mm-hmm. she I forget what pronoun we ended up landing on based on like the translation thing, but I Pito it they. is sorry. Didn't we go with they? Yeah, I, I, I'm going to go with they unless because we call them they that because when the episode title uh, that uh, Kite couldn't handle they them pussy, so I assume oh, yeah, we're that's, going with that's they true. Them. Yes, okay, I will you know go with the canonical text. Uh, <laughs> the canonical episode handle title they, them pussy, um, but. Like, what I was going to say is basically, uh, while using Dr. Blythe, that's a Hatsu, and Hatsu Mm -hmm. can cause people to, you know, be, have that, like, sort of emotional reaction, and if he's in complete Zetsu, absolutely no guard, so he effectively made himself vulnerable, like, in a physical sense, in an Mm -hmm. emotional sense, and in a psychophysical sense, and so this is about, like, hey, people who have made themselves vulnerable but aren't ready psychologically to handle that, as opposed to Morel, who can. So I guess you could say that he couldn't handle they, them, Hatsu. Yeah, exactly. But no, no, for, for real, I do think that there is something here because like, uh, as Sarah mentioned, he is like a high, he, he is a character who seemed very calm, but it was in a way where it was because he was analytical and dismissive while Morel is someone who's actually like very emotionally healthy and can like sort of like roll with punches. Yes, I think that's definitely one thing I was noticing because before Nova always came off as the logical one, the rational one, while Nova's like the wearing his heart on his sleeve. So it's now the how they both handle like their situations is really interesting to see because usually I feel like in other animes or shows really in general, they'll kind of maintain that um the resilience for like the logical characters like they'll stay rather resilient while the emotional ones are tend to go through like the motions tend to have the breakdowns so it's cool to see that it's not cool because i was very sad while watching it i was also in the middle of like trying to do something at work and i was like whoa and this is like too real like no calm down i'm gonna have my own breakdown right now over these spreadsheets it's like let's not get too real here please no yeah, please let's don't. not go too real here so <laughs> it's, spreadsheets. It's, it's very fat it's very i i thought it was really a really great like writing decision that togashi made because I feel like I haven't really watched many other shows I've done this. Um. I think it portrays like a Lovecraft style, like descent into madness at seeing like a alien and unknown thing in a way that mm, one yeah. much better than Lovecraft ever did, because as much as I love Lovecraft's ideas, he's a terrible writer, but two, it portrays Absolutely. it in a way that's like, Hey, what if you had like a psychic K hole you were in? And like, <laughs> yeah, he's just like having the worst trip of his life while being like ripped apart psychically by like a spirit that doesn't even know he's there. So I really like it. 
Uh, if we were to rate his ego death. <laughs> ego death, I was ten out of ten. Ten out of ten. I felt it. A thousand out of ten. I felt it. <laughs> I wasn't even there. This he is felt the part where, in real life. Yeah, I was gonna say this is the part of the Joe Rogan interview with him where he asked, like, hey man, have you ever done DMT? <laughs> I thought this I thought that's the part where he agrees with them even though he disagrees with them, but he wants to agree with them just to be cool. It's like, you know yeah. what, maybe you should kill all the humans. As a woman, I've never seen heard the Joe Rogan podcast. Um, Don't but I've heard it, it of it a million times because of the, we talked about this. I hate Joe Rogan. <laughs> I hate Joe Rogan Same. as well, but it's weird. So I, tr- this is going to sound very hipster. I tried getting into it before it exploded in popularity. And I was just like, you record for three hours at a time, days during the week. No one should listen to this. <laughs> Wait, how many episodes does he have? Uh, so he's like a daily show and he's been going for like more than a decade now, I think. Damn. Honestly, he peaked at he peaked at news radio. Honestly, I was about to say Fear Factor. That's the only time I ever. No, saw he, pe- him. he peaked on that Chappelle show skit where he was playing himself and had Tyrone <laughs> eat a bag of dicks. <laughs> All right. Uh, Anyways, yeah. podcast sponsored by Joe Rogan Podcast. <laughs> Speaking of a bag of no dicks, no way. <laughs> <laughs> An infinite bag of holding. Of dicks. <laughs> bag of dick yeah, holdings. just holding bag of holding dicks. And on that note, uh, I guess yeah, do you guys I... have any more uh, thoughts on this section of episodes, or are we? Gonna... <laughs> um, I thought I I think the more I I just liked it because I thought there's a lot of interesting character moments that I feel like they're really gonna play into the future. Also, I can see now, just like I'm getting this hint, like they're showing humans be bad. Kamara's ants being maybe not so bad. Oh, Sarah, um, please tell seeing... us more about this. Actually, just tell us more about your general thoughts right now, because yeah, as oh, right the, now? the one unspoiled person, to, like, tell us. Well, I tried. This is like an inkling, just because I can. I always feel like, oh, the two characters that seem like they're opposites are finally reading, like Biram, like how he reacted to Kamugi and her resolve. It's like, it's, it's like he had like this light bulb open, like, Oh wow. There's something about this little insect. That's maybe not so insect. Like I can, I respect it. And also I think with Morel and Leon and them having like their dad rock bonding moment, I feel like that's something significant as well because before we were looking at all the Khmer ants and human interactions is mostly just fear or hate. Um, there's no like semblance of like either respect or even trying to understand each other. So I feel like that's that'll be something that'll be interesting to see how it goes down. Um, I at first I was like I don't know what the point of. It's like terrible, but every time I look at these up, I just think of <laughs> Prince Andrew. So I just think that's just <laughs> so terrible to say. I don't know because maybe Wait, the queen just died Pisa? recently. Well, I mean, I well, I just as soon as I saw his character, I just thought, oh damn, it's fucking Prince Andrew. <laughs> fucking Andrew. Does that mean? Uh, does that mean that uh, that that one red guy is uh, Prince Charles because he has massive fucking hands? 
you know, maybe I, it's just, it's just a terrible thing. It's like, until I realized that Palm was there, I thought it was just like the way to show that, oh, humans are just super terrible. Even this situation where humans should get together because they're all being preyed upon. There's one way for a human to like turn back on other people and actually twist it to so it benefits them in the work, in the most heinous way possible. So I thought like, oh, wow, that's definitely a good show of, how human nature is terrible (laughs) yeah long story short it's very much like the festival of human vices in yu hawk show with like the whole like demons being tortured by humans type thing Mm -hmm. um not as direct uh but yeah there definitely is the parallelism and that's why i think this is like the saga that is the most like chapter black but like if you've gotten this far into both shows you know that yeah Mm -hmm. he's actually pretty much like a character out of the chapter black club um bzf like his character design if he was maybe like five inches taller he would have been one of the characters back in yu show <laughs> kind of reminds me kind of reminds me of a uh, sansui in a way not like i don't know just like the just maybe the, the whole tall like evil dude sort of thing wait are you talking sense? about bzf still he's not that tall yeah i was saying if bzf was like five inches taller oh, he I'm would a, have I'm been sh- one of Shia the Poo, chapter sorry. black oh, okay. oh Sha- is also another really interesting character and how his like interaction with Komugi, because it, it's he also is a character that seems so calm, cool, and collected. And there's this one instance where he's actually visibly frustrated, and I feel like it's not he's not gonna let it go. I love the jealousy too. Yeah, he was he was like, I don't like this. The king, why is he paying attention to this? This human, like he should be doing, you know, the king stuff. <laughs> the king stuff. <laughs> king things. Stranger <laughs> king kings. Things. So, something that I thought was interesting uh, was it this episode? I think it might have been in the Japanese version only where they referred to Palm's character as Sinker Bell. Yep. As an alias. That, no, this was this one. Sinka Bell. <laughs> yeah, Sinka Bell. And like, I'm wondering, one, what the purpose of that is in-universe, because I think out-of-universe is like, yeah, man, it's it's Tinkerbell and, like, also the idea of, like, she's associated with water and diving bells, but it is just kind of, like, a really random detail that I don't regret, like, that I'm I'm kind of like, okay, I see that in some mm-hmm. versions they didn't include in the localization, which I get, because it's kind of... It's it's a detail, but it's not really that mm-hmm. important. Maybe that's her, maybe that's her, uh, her human trafficking name. <laughs> I think I think it's just the way they say Tinkerbell, like without with like copyright. You know how they do the copyright thing. Oh, I think right. I think it might just be. I don't know if it was a. It, a it might be. It might be that, but I also wouldn't be surprised because she has like a lot of aquatic theme. Well, we'll get more into that later. She'll have more aquatic theming later. Um, but yeah, <laughs> she turns to a is, fish. Is there something significant that she offered? something cold to drink specifically cold uh, <laughs> not I hot think it's less cold. i think it's less that it's that she offered him something cold and i think it's more like offering a guy a drink is a classic spy move like ask agent 47 doesn't he just throw suitcases at people that is one thing he does he does throw suitcases <laughs> that are homing if you guys have ever played that game you, you can use that to your uh is you can a- throw them around corners which is pretty sick <laughs> that's actually not a joke it's like in Tony Hawk how like the physics allow you to go around a half pipe that curves around something in a way that doesn't physically make any sense. Oh, like where you're like on the outside instead of. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. 
So it's like that. It's basically stuff that's good for game feel. And uh, maybe, you know, <laughs> BZF's all about that game feel. So that's that's what's going on. Did you say game fuel? Game feel. No, I said... Now I'm just thinking of that fucking like YTMND meme, which is another sort of fuel that sounds very similar. Oh, the, oh, oh, whoa, oh, whoa, whoa. Yeah, that one. Yeah, that one, yeah. Uh, now that I've uh, taken us into territory, no one should go. Um, <laughs> do you guys have any more uh, to say about this episode? Because I, I think it was a, a really good pair. I wish Remy had been able to stay the whole time because he wanted to be on these episodes because mm-hmm. I think uh, he really likes the dynamic here and kind of like uh, the whole infiltration scene. And I would have liked to have heard more from him about that, but we can probably bring him on to another episode uh, so he can do more correcting of me uh, <laughs> and set the record straight. So I'm not just the uh, information police I normally am. Yeah, uh, I'm trying to think what else I thought was interesting about these episodes. I think the last one was, maybe I missed it, but were did Palm and Nove coordinate them infiltrating together or is it something that she decided to do on her own he knows about it because he mentions that she was going in there but it doesn't show them having done it it just mentions them acknowledging that the other knows where they are that probably was just a plan and it's like oh the plan's going according to keikaku whatever yeah it's you know that scene in family guy where peter griffin just shows up in front of uh someone's desk and says and that's my plan and they didn't show anything about how they got there that's what happened (laughs) so so you didn't say anything you just said that's my plan put your arms out you know what i found interesting about like the plans in general they're reflective technically of like adult a bunch of adults making the plans even if we don't know versus like two kids and like one child's like adult yeah, making the, plans i do i do like how they use kid, kids as fodder compl- like really consistently in the show yeah okay i i think so i think what megan was trying to say though is that like you have a bunch of people making independent plans based on like and coordinating sometimes based on like their own needs wants and like abilities and i think like togashi's strength in his writing is that he's keeping these like motivations desires and plans straight in like a way that i find like really fascinating and very impressive mm-hmm. but yeah they are using kids but i think in this case the kids were like yeah i'm gonna fucking go there regardless so fuck it how will you just invite me and they're like yeah i guess <laughs> i mean i mean <laughs> to be fair true. everyone has magical powers so i guess at this point it doesn't really it's kind of moot it's like how they put kids in even and even galleons i guess I mean, yes, it is kind of explicitly that. It's like, well, world's ending. Uh, if you're going to be the one thing that helps that not happen, go ahead. <laughs> I was going to say with less trauma, too, but I realized, oh, never mind, Killa. My bad. Well, Gon has a lot of trauma now, too. Yeah, I, I guess. It, he's he's like the, the Shinji of the show now. There's just a lot of trauma going on generally. It's like that one, I mean, I don't know if you say it's like that. It's like the, it's like the traumatized and it's like the guy with glasses like traumatized. Sort of like that. I'll take your word for it. Yeah, take my word for it. It's like the happy traumatized versus the depressed traumatized. Wait, what? <laughs> it, wait, is it kind of like wait, that meme of people in a bus and one person's sad and the other person's happy? Yeah, and it's just that both of them are traumatized. That's pretty much what it is. <laughs> All right. Uh, on that note, I think I'm tapped for this episode. Same. Yeah. Same. Good uh, episodes. Good episode, though, yeah. Okay, well, I'll take us out. Thanks so much for listening to the Spirit Hunters. Please hit us up with questions, requests, or just to chat at our Facebook or Twitter at Spirit Hunter Pod. I recently looked up the top-level domains, and it turns out .pod is not a thing, because I was like, what if we got spirithunter.pod? 
but apparently not a thing. Can we do it though? Uh, or do we have to, like, buy the domain? If existed, we could, but it doesn't exist. Oh, like we can't just create it. Yeah, and then I like was like, oh, what's the other dot po thing? And then it was like, ah, dot porn. No, let's not do that. <laughs> we should. Say, no. A whole new audience, motherfuckers. OnlyFans. <laughs> Fuck Patreon. We'll just get an OnlyFans. And it's just me and Joe doing it. Oh, 100 percent. Yeah, me, Hannah, and Sarah not participating, but you guys can. <laughs> so, uh, exactly. you know, friends of the Flexing. show, uh, Impossible Coin, have a tier on their Patreon where they will send the person foot pics. Um, I. I thought really? one person took them up on it. I forget. Oh, honestly, oh, Joe, if we that. did do that, honestly, I would, I would totally open an OnlyFans video where we just cosplay as like Gone and Killua doing like, <laughs> wait, 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 like posing and stuff, not weird stuff, not weird stuff, not shipping. Maybe, maybe Karapika and Leoriel. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Okay. Or Hisoka or in Krolo. Boom. I thought you were going to say Hisoka and Gone for a second. No, no, no. Yo, Hisoka and Krolo. Who's who? Um, Yes. (laughs) Patrick gives me Hisoka energy. Wait, wait, wait. How would you do Kurapika and and Krolo so I can tie Patrick up with chains? Sure. (laughs) Guys, this is getting too, like, realistic. I feel like you guys will do this. If you give us money, we will. I'm not. I'm not. Not, not stopping this? this from happening. But if you guys if give, you us, give money, us money, Patrick and I will cosplay and reenact the fight that happens in the manga only, and, and physically, like we'll physically just punch each other. Like we'll we're do not a real. I'll do a real knife edge death match with Joe if we if we garner seven million dollars. <laughs> yeah, per month. Per month. Per month. Per month. U.S. dollars. U.S. dollars. But yeah, we're not joking about that cosplay. You give us enough money, I'll cosplay as. Whoever you want. <laughs> Anyways, speaking about money, heads up. Check us out at patreon.com slash spirithunterpod and join our public Discord where we'll be discussing the shit out of Hunter, UU, and much more. Speaking of the Discord, if you want to support us another way, you can help us by giving us a written review on Apple Podcasts. Each review gets a surface to tens or hundreds more people. Uh, finally, today's intro and outro themes were made by Rifty Beats and Lightest Dalyon, respectively. Check them both out on YouTube. Also, big shout out to our editor, Tommy. Thanks to him, the rest of the crew can focus more on doing research and talking to Gashi. See y'all on the other side. Happy anniversary, Tommy. <laughs> By the time you see this, it'll no. be our anniversary. Hey, happy anniversary, Tommy. Aww. Happy anniversary, Tommy. Happy anniversary, Tommy. Anniversary, Tommy. Anniversary, Tommy. Anniversary. 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 Bye. Thanks, guys. Peace. Bye.